0: To the Less Stress Family Podcast, where we
1: believe you are fallible and what you do matters.
0: This is episode 139. I am Justin Wood,
1: and I'm Shawna Wood. How are you, honey? I'm well, how are you today?
0: I am great. We are going to continue uh, part two of What I Wish I Knew. These are quotes from Robin Sharma. I really like this guy a lot. And the reason why we're doing this is because (laughs) information does not equal transformation. And we talked about this last episode. People are just becoming more and more foolish, especially just dialogue and lack thereof. And I mean like personal, interpersonal skills are just terrible (laughs) and no one's listening to each other i won't say no one but it's just like we're losing wisdom we're becoming more and more foolish and i mean that as a whole society um because we have to stop and listen to uh, each other and i had this quote here knowledge is learning something every day wisdom is letting go of something every day so honey what are you gonna let go of (laughs)
1: I feel like I've let go of all kinds of things as I have aged, especially unrealistic expectations of myself and others. Um, You know, whenever I think about wisdom, I think about King Solomon. The literature records that actually he became king. He inherited the throne from his father, David. And one night he had an encounter with the Lord during a dream. And basically God asks him, Whatever you want, let me know and I'll give you that thing. And so with great humility, Solomon responds in his dream that he's just like a child. He was like, I don't even know how to do this king thing. I don't know how to lead your people. I don't know. Um, I need wisdom. And so because he asked for wisdom, that the Lord was so pleased with it that he said, I'm not only going to give you wisdom, but I'm going to give you long life, I'm going to give you riches, I'm going to give you victory over your enemies, all of these other things that you could have asked for that were lesser, um, because you chose the best thing of wisdom, then I'm going to add those other things on to you as well. So much so that it's recorded that the Lord said, "I give you a wise and discerning mind, so that none like you has been before, and none like you shall arise ever after you." So, when I think of wisdom, I think of the wisest man who ever lived.
0: Yeah, and then Solomon, poor Solomon, he uh, his wheels fell off at the end of his life. (laughs) He just went; he didn't apply wisdom. You know what I mean? And so, I think that's the danger for all of us. We'd be like, "Oh, I am the," I mean, imagine dealing with him as your husband. I am the wisest man <laughs> in the world. <laughs> oh, I was hoping you'd snort that out your nose.
1: <laughs> I just took a big drink of coffee and I am about to spit it all over your face laughing. Yeah, that that would be bad. Being married to the wisest man on earth, that would kind of like... Be one of Jesus's brothers. Like, that would be rough growing up in a household. Well, why can't you just be like Jesus? <laughs> yeah,
0: Yeah. so um, Solomon did. He forgot his wisdom, and he kind of fell apart at the end. Okay, so we're going to go back to these Robin Sharma quotes and just try to find a place to, make, to allow wisdom to grow in your heart. Here we go. Uh, number 11, that critics are critics because they can't produce their own art. Oh. <sighs> so good critics are critics because they can't produce their own art meaning they're not doing anything they're not producing anything even like i don't mean like just building a house or producing music but like they're not producing like necessarily love in their heart or in each other or kindness they're not producing those and our our pastor gene talked about um our pastor his name is gene he talked the sunday sermon talking about criticism is just how easy it is to go to criticism as the solution when it never it never brings you a good answer you know if you stay in criticism is that right honey?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can testify to that one yeah. that is not helpful and you know I think before each of us has that in us that we would we would criticize something but I think there's wisdom in before I criticize I need to try my hand at that mm-hmm. you know. Um, because I can put down what somebody else's carpentry skills are, but until I pick up a hammer and nails and try to create something, yeah, I don't need to criticize.
0: Yeah. And that's like, especially at sports, you have the Monday morning quarterbacks who say my team should have, would have, could have, and they can't even throw a football like 10 yards. You know what I mean? Like, what would you do with those dudes coming after you to tackle you and rip your head off? And I can't believe our quarterback, whatever. You know what I mean? It's just like, okay. All right, number 12. Uh, well, actually, we just we edited through this so we can make this episode in time. Um, that deep change is meant to be uncomfortable. Ouch.
1: And I think that this is what stops us so many times because we have something new we want to do or we want to accomplish. But the deal is if you want to do something new, then you have to become that new person who can do that. And that means you have to leave being the old person. But our that's what we're accustomed to. We're accustomed to being the old person. So that's going to put us in something that feels unsafe because it's new. And our brain's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We've been doing really good right here. <laughs> Why are you messing with things?
0: And then I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I just won't become <laughs> uncomfortable here. And that's part of, we need to do a story about narrative, but the narrative in our head, you know, if you believe you're Chicken Little and you believe the sky is falling, or you're gonna li- you are going to live like the sky is falling. And we talked about that in one of our episodes recently about the imposter syndrome. It's, it's a real deal thing. When, when you are changing and becoming someone new, you actually have a new character in your narrative, in your mind. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I don't, I don't remember this person in this script. We can't, we can't do this. We're in, cancel the show, right? And that's where we go. All right, uh, here you go. You can read the next one. I'm going to get a drink of coffee.
1: I'll try not to say anything funny so you spit your coffee out. <laughs> okay, that kindness is more powerful than brilliance. I love this. I enjoy reading biographies of people who have lived and gone before me. And one of them that I enjoyed reading was Mother Teresa's biography. Um, And, you know, I think about her. She was such a powerful woman. And the impact that she had on the world was so great. But I don't know that she was necessarily like Einstein brilliant, but the kindness that she manifested every day in her interactions, whether that was with an orphan on the street or that was coming before the UN, that kindness was her power.
0: Right. And, and we saw that, her impact. We never met her, but when we lived in, well, in Ethiopia in the capital, they had a AIDS orphanage that was a Mother Teresa AIDS orphans. And so all, all the kids there had AIDS. And so to see how the nuns there just took care of, you know the the fatherless was just it was it was a wow. I mean, it wasn't like a, it was just hard. It was hard. It wasn't easy. They had everything from babies to older kids, um, probably high school maybe. And I mean, they just it was kindness. Like it was it was true love. You know.
1: Yeah, that's what because there was a law that you couldn't adopt anyone who had. HIV or AIDS, so once a child had that diagnosis and was there, they were going to be there until they were an adult. And so those nuns were their sole source of love and support and that kind of thing. All right, here is another tip of what Robin wishes he knew when he was 25, that sleep is a top performer's secret weapon.
0: Yeah, and I know we talked about sleep a lot, but it is just so hard to get the sleep that you're supposed to get. Um, and what I'll notice is I'll get good sleep and then a couple of days I'll just cheat myself sleep. And then I'll hit a wall and be like, what's wrong with me? Am I getting sick? I just need more coffee. What's wrong with me? And I'm like, Oh, I haven't slept enough. You know, that's a, that's not a good cycle. If I could just get eight hours of sleep every night and it's my fault, I could blame you, I guess, (laughs) or my kids. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and this is one I've struggled with most of my life, um, but I feel like i am finally gotten it through my thick skull. All right, next point, that most people have great hearts and will show you them if they feel safe.
0: Yeah, and I think I like the last part of this, if they feel safe. And we have experienced that with foster kids in our own home where we did everything that we thought we could possibly do so that they would feel safe, but they still didn't feel safe, right? They, they just had a lot of things that they needed time to work through, um, and they had to be willing to work through some of that. So, But there were times we did touch that where they felt safe enough to share maybe part of their heart about something or whatever. So there was a little bit of reward there. But I think in our society today, um, compare that our society today where I don't think people feel very safe, And people are operating, and I mean, some people don't feel physically safe, but other people just don't feel emotionally safe or whatever to the point where they can really just share their heart with each other. And I think all of our memories, like going back to grandparents or whatever fond memories you have, there's always a feeling of safety there, that of spoken or unspoken. You're like, I'm in a safe spot. I feel good here. I think that's like childhood memories are like that. And anything with trauma... I don't feel safe here. I I want to leave. (laughs) I want to leave quickly. Like, that's trauma.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, I do believe that most people have great hearts. I mean, we've been fortunate enough to travel through a lot of different countries and have friends that represent a very diverse group of faith backgrounds, of ethnicity, of all of these different things. And for the most part, the people that I've met have been fantastic. Um, But I think also that I have the mindset that someone is going to be fantastic until they prove to me otherwise. Um, So some of that is seeing what we're looking for. All right, next point on our list. Once you dream up the what, the how always falls into place. And this was one...
0: This (laughs) is the one I was like, nah, let's skip that. And you're like, no, no, no.
1: I like this because I think... This is a good one sentence summary of like vision boards. When people create a poster that has all of the different things that they are wanting in their life from, you know, maybe that's a relationship or maybe that's financial success. Maybe that is a family rela- um anything and they put it on there i think the process of becoming clear in our own minds of what it is that we want because i don't think most people know what they want and so once we get to the point of clarity on that then the how all the pieces to make it happen that's kind of the easy part and it tends to just happen um but we have to be really clear on it first.
0: Yeah. And we just actually did this for family devotional. As you were talking, I was thinking about it. We read about where Jesus, a uh, ruler comes to Jesus and says, hey, I want you to come to my house, put your hand on my dead daughter and, and raise her from the dead. And Jesus like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, this was a time where this person had to tell Jesus what to do. The kids are like, "Whoa, you can't tell Jesus what to do." I was like, "Yeah, he did," <laughs> and but he was very clear. His what and how you're going to do it, and he was he was serious. He was he was ready to go after it. So, all right, um, that life uh, number twenty. Well, I guess twenty doesn't matter, but that life expands to the size of your vision. And I think about my kids on one, some days like maybe they're inspired they read a book, they watched a movie, they watched something and they're like, "Dad, as soon as we finish our homework, we're going to go outside in the woods and we're going to and they have this whole scenario in their mind of what they're going to do. And they're going to build forts and they're going to go out and they're going to work and they're going to whatever. And they'll go out and their whole day is full to the point like at dinnertime. Like have you seen the kids for 4 hours? Nope, I haven't seen them. They came in to get a drink of water, but that's it. Um, and, and their day is so full because they have such a vision for what it's supposed to be like. Then other days, maybe a rainy day or whatever, or they've been in trouble or who knows what, but they're like, I'm so bored. I've got homework to do and I finished that. I don't know what I'm going to do. This <laughs> is my life. But, you know, it, it says in Proverbs that where there is no vision, the people perish or people cast off restraint. And if you don't have a picture in your mind about what, what you're going to be doing, you just you don't you don't grow you don't you don't expand you don't whatever do you have anything you want to say about that
1: you did a good job (laughs) okay
0: hey i want to do this one it's not mark but i'm going to do it that is wiser to master 10 books than rush through 100 books dr terry uh daniels is we just say dr terry i was like he has a last name dr terry daniels he um He's the one who wrote the foreword to the devotional book that I wrote, and he has been a huge influence in our life. And I was talking to him, one of the first men, I was like, hey, what books do you read or whatever? And he's like, yeah, he's like, I pretty much just go back and read the same books over and over again. And that really like messed with my head. I was like, what? I mean, he's obviously very educated. He's very influential. He's very everything. And he was like, yeah, I just go back and read the same books over and over again. Cause if they're really good and they spoke to me before, I just go back and let them speak to me again. Basically is what he said. I was like, really? And so that really impacted me. Cause then I just went back instead of trying to look on Amazon for a new book I would love to have. um, I just went back to our bookshelves and just started rereading books. (laughs) It was awesome.
1: Very cool. Okay. We're getting down to the end that creativity demands solitude. And I think this is so true. And I think we could expand this to say it needs space. It needs physical space. It needs time space. And you have to have space by yourself, I guess, part of that solitude. I think that we saw this a lot in the beginning of COVID because people were suddenly in their homes, not allowed to leave. And so... They started doing all kinds of creative things. I know people who have written songs, people who have taken up painting, people who have learned how to decorate cakes, all kinds of these new things that they have never done before, but when they were closed up in their house, this was the expression that happened.
0: Right, and I would say anytime we get into a rut, that I get into a rut, it's because there's a lack of solitude, and there's a lack of just being aware of myself. I just get stuck in the busyness, And then there's just no creativity in our family. It's like there's just that lack of creativity. Um, I feel all around. Do you feel that way? (laughs) Are you okay?
1: (laughs) Well, and part of it is I think, you know, obviously this is more so for introverts than extroverts because a lot of times I'll get my great ideas after having a conversation whereas you get a lot of great ideas after you've just been by yourself for a while. All right, last but not least, we wanted to highlight this last lesson that Robin Sharma had on his list of what he wishes he knew when he was 25, that real success means being yourself. And I think that this is, there's a couple different ways you can actually spin this and play it out. One of them is realizing that being fully you is important. And success isn't convincing everybody that you're just like this other person. Success is being you, the valuable person that you are. You that's are what valuable. we say. You are valuable and what you do matters.
0: Right. No, that's good. I think you gotta be and, and it all the other stuff. It takes it takes effort to figure out who you are. And it's a growing process. And you've never arrived, but you can always push ahead in whatever area. So we did these two days. And there is more. I'll put the link in the, the twenty-five things that he says. Uh, the whole point of these past two day uh, two two podcasts, have been to allow wisdom to grow in your life. Look around. Don't be an idiot. <laughs> don't be. Don't don't forsake wisdom, um, because I feel like uh, our society is just becoming more and more foolish uh, with interpersonal relationships, with how we talk to each other, how we disagree with each other. All these things are just foolish. The way that. The way that we're handling it. Not that we all need to agree. I don't think that at all. But I think the way we interact has to be full of wisdom, not whatever this is in our life. So uh, find wisdom, look for it, search it out in your life. And hopefully these quotes kind of got you maybe thinking about how to practice wisdom. There's a whole book in the Bible called Proverbs. It's full of wisdom, <laughs> um, especially if you get a good translation that you can understand really well. It's really good. Like we, um, we went through with a lot of the proverbs with our kids. Uh, we need to redo that. But anything else you have?
1: That's about it. But we want to make sure that you do connect with us. Um, so you can do that on Facebook if you look for the Less Stressed Family. You can connect with us on our website, lsfpodcast.com. You could hang out on, check out Shauna's Instagram account, which is ShaunaCherie Wood. Um, or you could email us at woodfamily at But as usual, the most important thing that we want you to remember is that you are valuable and what you do matters. Have a blessed day.
0: Thank you.